All right, welcome back to Riding Shotgun with Norm and Jim, episode 11. We're back here at Jim's house. We're indoor. Indoor, yeah. It's uh, 4th of July weekend. It's a hot one outside, so we brought it inside. And um, the last episodes, the the double episodes, was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was great to see all those guys. Bringing back the boys. And uh, we had a lot of fun with that. So um, we got some topics here today. We got some... We got some new listeners, which is great. And um, shout out to uh, our buddy Eric Heck. Saw him at the pool. Okay. He told me he loved your MC Hammer story. All right, so. all right. I, I'll have to tell you in person. It's more. It's better in person. Yeah, I told Eric. I said we'll get we'll get you on there. there you go. We'll get you on the show. He'd be he would be a good one. So I sat around with those guys at the pool yesterday and brought out some of our topics we talked about. Okay. And so we we're spitballing some sure. of the things and. Uh, but his coach would have been Bobby Cox, just so... Bobby you know, Cox, good coach. Good coach, yeah. yeah. Had a lot of wins. We talked about that. That They only won that one World Series. I think they got there three times. They got there... Yeah, they got... No, oh, they, shit, what are we doing? We got a crack? What? Let's go. So, cheers. Hey, cheers. happy 4th of right, July. Happy 4th, brother. Um, yeah, they got there where they lose to Toronto. They lost to the Twins. Uh, they lost to the Yankees. So, I think four times. No, four or five times. They lost to the Yankees twice, I think, and then they beat the Indians. All right. So, I don't know. I, I wrote down a bunch of questions okay. here. And uh, we'll see how this goes today. So, let's start it off with who is the biggest bust? You know, you got drafted high, whatever. Mm-hmm. In uh, I got. We'll start with the NFL. Okay. Um, so, you might, go? Yeah, I'll go. I mean... The one that sticks out, and he actually, you know, they did a great ESPN did a nice documentary on him. Um, so, you know, I, I don't mean to steal the thunder right away, but Tony Mandrich. Oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, Tony Mandrich. You know, here's a guy. He was out of Michigan State. He built himself up through the steroids. He was actually a really good tackle. Yeah. You know, forget the steroids and all. Mm-hmm. He was a good tackle. A good he, footwork. He ended up having a solid career. He was the a goals. bust at first. Yep. Bust at first, fell out of the league, then he worked himself back in, and mm-hmm. he was okay. But you're right. I mean, he was like a, what, one or two uh, round? Uh, second uh, overall pick. Second overall pick. You know, second overall pick, that should be almost a Hall of Famer, yep. especially as a lineman. That didn't happen for him. He got in trouble with the steroids, like you said. Yep. But then he worked himself back in and had a decent career. Mm-hmm. But, that, yes, you he, he, he got to classify him as a bust. Yeah. I mean, it's the first one that came to mind. Got anything? Yeah, uh, a couple of them, you know, and of course they're going to be quarterbacks. Ryan Leaf, what was he, the number two pick? It was Manning, then him, went to San Diego, and he just imploded, you know. The guy just couldn't handle it. He was a good college quarterback, and I think just the pressure of being a high pick and a a number one guy and all that type of stuff just really got to him, and um, he he just imploded, and then he got caught up with drugs and everything else, and he did. Didn't yeah. he end up getting busted for busted uh, breaking into somebody's house? I think he, he did broke. Time. He, he did. He, yeah, I think he broke into a friend's house to get prescription drugs or something like that. Yeah. He did get go go to jail. He ended up straightening himself out. He, he got himself a job with ESPN. He just recently got himself in trouble. I was again. just going to say, didn't he just get in trouble I again? I think it was domestic violence. Yeah. So I don't know. And then he's on his second marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's he's got to be a big bust up there. Because you know, guys like that, and he was a cocky. Yes, he was very cocky. And, um, you know, he got humbled. And and that's how he built himself back up. He got humbled and ended up, uh, you know, admitting his his mistakes and everything. And then he came back and got on uh, ESPN. And I thought he, 
I thought he's pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was pretty good. Another guy I had to uh, mention is a Jamarcus Russell. Remember him? Oh my God! I think LSU. he ate himself out of the league. LSU guy. He had a great, excuse me, uh, bowl game against Notre Dame. Did a great job, and then they kept showing that clip in warmups where he's on one knee throwing it like 75 yards, and I think that's why he got drafted number one overall because he could throw on one knee 75 yards. And the Raiders love that deep pass. They love the deep pass, and they love picking people that no one else want, you know. And, and boy, he, at the time he got drafted, it wasn't like now where the rookie salaries are. Uh, there's that dedicated rookie salaries. It was whatever your agent could get for you. F- could negotiate. So he got a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of it. I mean, the Eagles had so many busts through the oh, year. Remember yeah. the time they drafted that fireman? Yes, that was, <laughs> what, 10 years ago? Yeah. Watson was his name? Was that his name? Watson? Watson? I, it might be. I can't remember. Uh, I can think of another bust for the Browns. Is Tim Cut Couch? Remember him out of Kentucky? So he went the pick he ahead of McNabb. He went he? the pick ahead of McNabb. Did he really? Yeah. So it went. Um, I think. Oh God, that was a great draft of quarterbacks. Um, well, they had that. Here's another bus that Achilles Lynch, Achilles Smith, or something. Was it Achilles Smith? You're right. Out of he went to Oregon. The Bengals. Was it the Oregon? He was, was an Oregon Duck. He went to the Bengals. He was awful. And the one that turned the two that turned out to be really good were the guy that went to the Vikings. Out of Florida Central or Central Florida. Oh, uh, Dante's no. Uh, shoot, I can't think of his name. Um, but you know, and he had uh, Culpepper, Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. Yeah, he and had McNabb. And McNabb. So I think Culpepper went tenth. I think McNabb might have went third. He yeah, he was higher. He was, he was pretty high. And no, Couch was one overall. Was he okay? And then I think. The Eagles passed on Ricky Waters. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. Yeah. Gee, Waters. <laughs> Ricky Williams and drafted for what? McNabb. Yeah. And then New Orleans. Uh, they unloaded everything. Did Ditka traded everything. every single one of his. So he could get up to take Ricky Williams. And I think he, I think he picked draft. Uh, the Redskins got all those picks, right? I think so. I yeah. think he traded with the Redskins, and right. the Saints got all those. And what the Redskins did. And there's a guy that is what a shame, what a great talent Ricky Waters was. Yeah. Or Williams. Jesus, I gotta yeah, yeah. stop saying this. I'm he was good, you know, then he got in trouble, then he left the league, then he came back and he was well, good again. Why did he get in trouble? His trouble was something that should still be legal, I think. Yeah. In all sports today. Yeah. Should be marijuana. Because marijuana, first of all, helps relieve the the pain, these concussions, everything. Right. I mean the studies that's being done yeah. by uh right uh What's the guy's name? Uh, Pleat for the Flyers. Cote, Riley Cote, Cote whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, it's amazing. He was a fighter. Right. And he's been very much on the cannabis and, and the medicinal okay. purposes. And yeah. yeah, man, this is, this stuff helps the guys. Not that that's yeah. why they're using yeah. it, right? Well, I mean, Ricky Williams, besides uh, smoking, he was, he was kind of out, he was out there. And he, he wanted to he wanted to go visit the Dalai Lama and all this yeah, other yeah. shit. It wasn't just smoking. No, I mean no. he did get suspended a few times, but then he just said, "Hey, the heck with it." But again, there was a guy that put ahead of, an entire draft yeah. traded for him. So undue pressure. Some of these guys can't handle that pressure. Yeah. Just let me play the game. Like Brian Leaf, he could not handle that he pressure. He there, totally imploded that guy. There's yeah. there's guys that they get drafted. They're good football players. But because of where they get drafted, they mm-hmm. get that extra pressure, and it's tough, you know? Yeah. Um, do we do we put Johnny Manziel as a bust, even though he was absolutely. a first-rounder? He was like 22nd Yes. to, where did he go? He went to the Browns, right? Again, the Browns? Browns, he could go on all and, the Browns. Yeah, no kidding. 
And oh, he was awful. Then he goes to Canada. He screws Anybody's it up. Anybody's a first round draft pick. Yeah, that's a bust. Yeah, I mean, you, there, you're wrecking. And, and I remember the. Uh, I hate the Cowboys, and so the Cowboys are there, and Jerry Jones wants Manziel. Yep. He wants to draft him, and I apparently his brother-in-law says no. And his son says don't don't or do his it. Son. Okay. Then he ends up picking somebody pretty decent. And they got an offensive lineman who yeah. turned out to be freaking. I think he's still on the team. He's yeah, like an all pro. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they they made out. Thank goodness. But yeah, let Jerry run it. That's why the Cowboys would never be good as long as he's running stuff. That's what they but, say. But yeah, Johnny Mansell, awful. Oh, I just read something like a week ago where he finally admitted that he thinks his career is over. <laughs> I think everyone else knew that a couple I years ago. I just read that this week. Yeah, I think my career is behind me. Yeah, well, I kind of agree with you, Johnny. Well, he never. He said he never put forth the effort. He just, uh, he never worked. And that's the one thing that I always say about pro sports is, like, to get, to make it to the pros, talent gets you there, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, but then it's, like, that next level mm-hmm. of, like, guys like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. I can't stand LeBron James, but, God damn, if he doesn't work his ass off mm-hmm. at his craft. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great ones... Football, you know what I mean? It's like the great ones work at they it. They always have. The, they're the ones that you, you watch these specials and biographies on them, and they're the ones out, out there longer Jerry than Rice. Else. Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, all these guys. Mike Singletary, they're watching tape. They're working out. Yep. They they don't skip a beat. Everyone else is amazed. Like, here's the best player in the league, and he's kicking our ass working out. And that's why they're in the Hall of Fame. And then you get these other guys who have natural talent, which will get you through high school and college. You get to the pros, everybody's an All-American. Everybody's great. You got to do more. Yeah. And you know these these buffs do not. I know, and that's that's it. It's like you got to work. It's your job. And they don't realize it. It's like, and, and I always look at these. Uh, there was a guy, Greg. You know, the guy who used to work at the Grape Street Pub, and I was in fantasy football with this guy for years. And he used to tell me he wouldn't draft a guy the year after he got paid. So when those guys got their big contract or whatever, he never drafted the guy in fantasy <laughs> football. He's like, they get paid, they, that's it. And he's like, they don't work hard anymore. Yeah. He's like, time and time again. And he's like, nope, they're on a new team, they got paid, you watch. And, and he was right like 90% of the time. Maybe he should be a GM. Like, where do you see these guys? Like, I, yeah. you know, the guy that came here to Philly, um, and I think his days are done, by the way, but Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Malcolm Jenkins, like... You know, he he took the contract. We signed him. He came here, and he just he played his ass off here. Yeah. Great, great player. I, I think he played so hard. He was running on fumes this past year, and would he go back to the Saints? Right. Yeah. I think he's gonna maybe get in it one good year, and that's about it. Yeah. Maybe. The Saints got a good team though. Yeah. But hey, you know what? It's like <clears throat> that's the thing. Like the clock is ticking on all these pro athletes, yeah. and yeah. this COVID thing is throwing everybody for a loop. And I think about the college football. I mean, is college football season going to happen? I hope so. I I don't know. But uh, I sure hope so. Uh, college football is one of my favorite. You know, I can deal with it. You know, I can take a break from almost everything else. But football, especially college football, I, I, I really want to see. I just don't know how they're going to handle it. You know? I yeah. mean, I, I keep thinking about what are they going to do to get sports back? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're trying. And then it's like you keep hearing. I mean, baseball Baseball's a Three weeks away, right? They start practice this week. They're doing it at the end of July. They're starting July thirty first. Okay, and, and all you keep hearing is players. First of all, backing out. David Price, 
Uh, what's the guy, uh, Fernando, uh, the pitcher that pitched uh, for Seattle forever? I think he's in the Braves now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you mean. Um, I don't know. Anyway, he's out. It's like these guys are like, I'm not, for my family, for me and my family, it's not worth it. Right. And like, oh my God. So David Price on the Dodgers now? Yeah, the Sox traded him and Mookie. Okay. He unloaded some payroll. And what they get back? A bunch of young guys. Okay. You know, they were both, well, uh, Price had a huge contract, so they needed to make room. Mookie was in his, his walk year, and they kept offering that. They offered him some big contracts. They offered him the same contract that uh, Bryce Harper got. He turned that down. Then they, they, they bumped it up another 10 mil. Then we went from 400 mil to 410. He turned that down, and they realized he's going to go through. We're not going to sign him, so we might as well get something while he's That's still smart. on the contract. So they did, so they got a bunch of young guys. And here's the thing: now the Dodgers have him one year this year, and they, have to and they may not, and then they're going to try not to sign him. So they'll you know, sign him. Yeah, they'll, they they'll got the money. Him. And if he enjoys being there, they'll sign him. Yeah. So whatever. So we'll see. My feeling is on those big money contracts in baseball, and you know, same with Bryce and same with Mookie. It's like outfielders are a dime a dozen. Sorry, mm-hmm. like there's always some kid you can plug in there that can give me 20, 30 home runs. You could find that kid. Yeah. And I'd rather have that than pay a center fielder, a right fielder, $300 million. It's like, mm-hmm. give me the shortstop. That's where I'm going to invest. Or a pitcher. pitcher. Shortstop, pitcher. You know? Or, pitchers, you, you get a good stud pitcher, like a Clayton Kershaw, somebody you want to hang on to. When know? all the good teams in baseball, through history, are built up the middle, right? Good catcher, Pitcher, second baseman, shortstop, center fielder. Yeah. It's like that—that's the key positions. Mm-hmm. Philly, Philly's giving twenty-five million a year to Ryan Howard. Mm, you know. They, yeah, that, they, they kind of, and then you know, yeah, Chase Utley too, and Jimmy, but they were near the end. Now, you know, that, that's the whole thing. You know, do you play that game? Do you invest, or do you start to look, took an eye, take an eye to the future, and you know, kind of snub some of these guys who helped you win the first one, and now they're getting a little long in the tooth. And what do you do? And you know who's the best at that? The Eagles. The Eagles, like, they never pay for the past. Yeah, they will cut you. They'll get rid of you. I mean, they do it time and time again. You hit 30 years old in Philadelphia Eagles, and it's been the history since Andy Reid. Yeah. You know, I, I, they just don't do that. They don't pay for the older guys. Yeah. And it served them well. Yeah. I mean, the biggest mistake they made was uh, uh, coach from... Oregon. Oh, Chip yeah. Kelly, yeah, he was awful. I really thought that that franchise was set back five years when he left. You know, getting rid of Deshaun, getting rid of Deshaun McCoy. And I'm like, and the, the things that he did and the turmoil he created within that team yep. with the whole Riley Cooper thing. and Yeah, he, he hangs on to Riley Cooper, <clears throat> who was freaking a mediocre player, but then he's going to get rid of, okay, he gets rid of Jackson because he says he's disruptive. Okay, then he gets rid of uh, Shady McCoy. Why? At the top of his game. At the top of his game, he's still good. Yeah. I that one I didn't understand. Yeah. Then he hangs on to this Riley guy. He was a bum. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you thinking? Yeah, that was a that was a mess. And um, you know, I thought for sure that that organization was set back five years from the damage he did. And then he goes to San Francisco, does the same thing in one year, puts them back, and now he's at UCLA and he's causing damage out there. They stink. You know, he was a gimmick guy. When he was at Oregon, his offense was unique and different. 
and it helped them for about three or four or five years. And all the kids wanted to go there because it was upbeat, fast, looking to put all these uh, numbers up. Now everybody's caught up to that shit. Now, you know, they know how to defend it. And he got them one good year in Philly, and he he held them at ransom, and he got everything he wanted. Yeah, and then he, he, they got rid of uh, the G and Howie. They put Howie in another, thank God they hung on to him. Yeah. Put him in another part of the building. I mean, just like, uh, what's his name, the, the center yep. said in his speech. Yep. You know, hey, they put this guy here, they gave up on this guy and that guy, and look at us now. That's All the right? greatest speech. Man. Who was that? With, uh, Kelsey. Kel- Kelsey, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, that was a great speech. It was right on the money. I mean, Luke and I went to that parade. That speech, yeah, that's a great picture you guys had. Uh, yeah. That's an awesome picture. Yeah, it is. He just, uh, it was just awesome what he said. He spoke it from the heart, and mm-hmm. uh, good for Howie. You know, uh, he stuck it to the Still like that draft pick okay. this year, though. Um, so uh, that was good. We we talked about. I mean, I still don't know where uh, if we get back to sports. I mean, college. I think about I these college so. towns. Um, yeah. Even without fans, what what's going to happen with these college towns? I just don't know. Yeah, you know? I, was just I just I just can't imagine August September rolls around and I don't have college football. I, I mean, I can do without the NFL right now. I'm kind of getting sick of this whole thing that's going on. Like these pro players and all their, they're bowing down and, um, you know, not to get political, but you know, the NBA they they want to paint Black Lives Matter on the side of everything. See, that's politics. Keep politics out of sports in that way, you know. Now the NFL and they're bowing down to Kaepernick, you know, and it's like, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that in my sports, right? Uh, our president, every time he brings up the national anthem, shut up, right? Just 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 don't talk about it, right? They, you know, if you want to play, don't play the national anthem then before the game. It's okay, right? I, 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 you know, it's like, it's just become so political right now. This whole country is polarized by this stuff. And um, I just, it's turned me off to sports right now. I'm kind of glad sports aren't in right now because mm-hmm. I just don't need to see that in my face anymore. I've turned off the news. I just don't like it anymore. Yeah. And uh, college football, that's what you get. You get the purity of it all. Mm-hmm. But these kids get four years um, I'm thinking about these superstars, you know, number five, five-star recruit just signed with Duke, signed with Kentucky, signed here. Will these kids even play? Yeah. Then how do you handle it? Do you count, if they don't play the shit, is you count, count that as a year's year? eligibility? Yeah, and, I was you know, thinking about that. I'm sure they will. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same way. You know, I can do without basketball and, and hockey right now because this is when and basketball and hockey would normally end anyway. Right. Baseball... You know, we've done without baseball before with that strike, and baseball is kind of slow and boring, but football, I, I want to have football, especially college football. You know, if they don't do it with the crowds, which really is really what makes college football special because the crowd are so into it. So They impactful. have those unique chants, and yep. they have their traditions, and, yep. you know, it's awesome to see. You know, I, I get they got to have a, a social distance and all that type of stuff, but, man, in football, I don't know if I could do without you know, I think they need to push the envelope. But, I mean, what do you do when, you know, you're halfway through the season and the kid who's up for the Heisman gets COVID and he's got to sit two weeks? That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. Hey, this guy's leading the, the, the nation in rushing. Oh, he's got COVID. He's got to sit. And, you know, the offensive line's got to sit too because they were exposed or whatever. But that's so, the thing with college football. They can at least handle that because 100 kids on a team, right? So they're a little more equipped to handle that. But yeah. what you're saying is the star running back, star quarterback gets it. It's like the Jets last year, the kid got mono. Right? Yeah. It's like anything like that, it's it's like it's a big impact. Mm-hmm. Pro sports, it's an even bigger impact. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, and it's, you may have to make the taxi or practice squad bigger so that you can, uh, you know, be prepared for something like that. The way this carrying. thing spreads, one guy gets it, yeah. just as you said. There's how many linemen can you carry? Fifteen. Say yeah. you get a tight. Say you got fifteen offensive linemen. That thing blows through there the way they practice together. Yeah. You'd have to. You literally would have to quarantine and say, "All right, we're taking the starting five. You guys are going to work together." Backup five, you work together, and you just keep them apart. Mm-hmm. Like, how else are you going to handle this? This is just crazy right now and to think of how this is impacting yeah. everything. And then all the economic factors. I mean, there are some small towns that have major football programs in college football, mm-hmm. right? A state college, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you could go on and on, the whole SEC. Sure, all those and, little towns, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's it. it. That's, well, that's it, man. It's like the economy South, needs South that. South Bend, Indiana. There's nothing there but Notre Dame. No, you can drive right through there and you wouldn't even know. It's yep. like, yep. and I mean, if these kids are doing remote schooling, okay, you, you take the football and the people visiting in and every, the economic. All the memorabilia and the stores and the shops and, all and that the stuff. diners and everything. Hey, you know. That whole V is fictitious, if you ask me. I just don't see this economy coming back. It's like, Without this stuff, as long as this thing lingers, and I, I personally believe this thing lingers for two years, because even if you get this uh, vaccine, um, I'm not taking it right away. I ain't what? taking that vaccine. <laughs> I, I haven't had the flu in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, let the guinea pigs go out there, figure this out. It's like, I'm going to keep myself as healthy as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it's like, I just, I don't want to be that that guinea pig with whatever cocktail they put in there and we don't know what the long term effects are um, and so if you and me we're not going to take it There's a lot <laughs> this of thing's going to be hanging around for a while yeah. I mean just be careful you'll be fine yeah, yeah that's it you know we, we, we have to be smart mm-hmm. uh, Sue keeps telling me I have not been smart I think I have I mean I you know I mean um, doing the best we can but it was really cool the other night Thursday night they opened and skipped back this new beer garden. Mm. So I'm like, Tony, Tony texted me, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm going over here. So I get over there, and I walk through this place. And it's like, it's like Alvathorpe Park. Imagine Alvathorpe Park. So, and they have picnic tables all over the place. Nothing near each other, right? And you're under trees. And on it, they had this barcode thing scanned. So you scan the barcode on the, on, with your phone, mm-hmm. and up comes a menu. <laughs> and it has a table number on there and you just order your beer and somebody comes out of it with a mask on and everything and delivers a beer to your freaking table that's pretty cool and they had a barbecue thing where you go up and you'd order your barbecue food and I'm like okay this is awesome Social, like this is the perfect time to open a place like this it had just yeah. opened and I'm that's like cool. Yeah, it was very That's good, cool. and the beer was really and good. And your boy Tony makes his own beer. We're gonna have to have him back on the show with uh, some of his, uh, you know, homemade oh, stuff, man. Oh my god, oh, we gotta got got bring Tony back. Dealing that stuff out. All right. He he makes some great beers. Okay. Speaking of that, Tony, if you're listening, come on back, buddy. Oh yeah, he's coming back. He's definitely coming back. I uh, joined a bocce league with him. Nice. Him, Do you him know him how to play bocce? I don't. <laughs> Bet, so, that's better way. Our first game is Wednesday night, and uh, they're like, hey, we got to practice, so okay. I think we're practicing tonight. Oh, damn. You'll pick it up. I'll figure it out. All right, so we'll save the biggest bust in the NBA for the next show. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one. Uh, of the young players in the NFL today, mm-hmm. uh, who do you think 
is a future Hall of Famer. Well, I, you get you know I got to go with my boy Saquon Barkley. I think he's just a flat out stud. If he can I, stay healthy, and they get him such a good year, this and year. they get him an offensive line, it, you got to think this kid hasn't had a good offensive line since high school. Because when he's at Penn State, they, their offensive line sucked. They did the last the first two years he was at the Giants, they sucked, and he's still putting up thousand yard years. If this kid breaks a tackle, he's gone. They invested in the offensive line though, they this did. year. They did. So I'm we'll hoping. see. I mean, uh, I don't want the Giants to win. I hope they go like. Uh, you know, zero and sixteen, but he has you know a hundred yard games every great, game except great kid, man. Yeah, he's a nice guy, smart kid. You know, he doesn't get in trouble. He works out. He, you know, it seems like a good dude. I think he is. If he stays healthy, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. He's a good one. And I think the guy, another Penn Stater, we got from the Eagles. If he continues to uh, uh, get better, Miles Sanders, he has a shot because. You know, he's a very nice ball player. He runs hard. He has nice hands out of the backfield. Picks up the blitz really nice. He's a hard-nosed Pittsburgh kid. I think he could do very well. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, though. I, I mean, I agree he could do well because he's got that LaShawn McCoy in him. And is LaShawn McCoy a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. But, um, but he's got that great hands mm-hmm. out of the backfield and that separation speed that... Yeah, I definitely think he's a good one. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I, def- I like that Saquon. I think Patrick Mahomes. Oh, good you Lord, yeah. He's very I mean, good. How about the kid from Baltimore, Jackson? So I wonder about him. So, that, you know, when I thought about this question, I thought he'd be a good one to talk about if he's going to be a Hall of Famer or not. I mean, he's a young player in the NFL. He's had what I would say arguably is one good season. He had one, uh, you know, he was forced in there. He, he replaced... Uh, uh, Joe Falco. Yeah. Is it Joe Falco? Uh, is it Falco? What is it? I keep Flacco. 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 Well, I'm thinking about the replacement player with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, Falco. Why does that ring a bell? I'm watching oh. too much movies. Wait a second, man. That is movies. a great movie, by the way. <laughs> That's a great movie. Uh, Twinkle Toes Falco or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that the movie where the if you're not first, your last speech, the coach like, gives them something? Oh, I can't remember. That sounds like uh, Talladega Nights. If you're not winning, Bobby, oh, yeah. you're last or some shit like that. Yeah, he's, he, they, I think that kid has a chance. It, and for him, it all depends on a couple of things. One, he's a runner. And I think all these kids who come out of college who run should watch tape of, what's his name, from Seattle. What's the kid's name up in Seattle, the quarterback? A Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. That kid is the smartest kid in the By the way, I think he's all of Famer. He, ne- he, is a, he is a Hall of Famer. Is awesome. Warren Moon awesome. in the Hall of Fame? Who? Warren Moon's in the Hall of Fame. I think he might have just got in. Okay. He's like Warren Moon, only better. Oh, God. He's good. He's good. It's like Warren Moon was great. He but didn't have the arm that... Ar- Warren, Warren Moon couldn't run like no. Wilson. But this kid is so smart because he gets down, he gets out of there. He doesn't out. take hits. He, does he runs when he needs to. Only runs when he has to, and when he yeah. does, he gets down. Every kid who runs should say, all right, listen, this isn't college anymore. You're not going to run for 100 yards all the time. Watch him. You're going to get killed one of these guys because there's a dude out there like Lawrence Taylor who's going to run you down and crush you. Yeah. Now, if this kid can stay healthy and, and stay away from hard hits and, the second part, have an offensive coordinator who knows how to use him, like you know Reed does with Mahomes, he could put up some monster numbers because he can run, he can throw really nice, he reacts well. Did he, he won Heisman at Louisville? Yes, Lamar, he did. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yes, he I did. thought he did. Yep. So I remember when he went to Louisville, and they beat somebody big. 
Like, yeah. like they beat like a Clemson or something on national They're, TV. Yeah, they might have been. I don't know if they beat Clemson. They, but beat, they somebody beat somebody big. big. And um, what are they in? Are they? What are they I biggest? think they're ACC. Are they ACC? Louisiana? Yeah, I think they are ACC. I know they are for basketball, so they have to be ACC. And I think they, they it was like one of those Thursday night games, and I'm like watching this guy. They couldn't stop him. Yeah, he's something else. That's <laughs> and, so, and so, and he, the way he throws that ball, is very much like Michael Vick. It's like it's there's not much. Um, he just flicks that wrist, and that no ball wasted flies. motion. Yeah, no wasted motion. No. And Michael threw had nice ball. Michael nice tight spiral. Holy crap! God, he had a great arm, and he threw a beautiful pass. Yep. Really did. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, a shame he came to Philadelphia when he did, because uh, had he been in Philadelphia all that time, you know, you, you replaced Donovan McNabb with with Michael Vick mm. through all those years. I mean, Don, I love Donovan McNabb. I actually was a huge fan of his. But Michael Vick, just the aspect that he brought and the long ball that he could throw, Andy Reid would yeah. have just Although yeah. never had any receivers here except for one year. Yeah. So, but I think that Jackson kid, he has a great, great potential. He's something yeah. else. But he's got to have somebody who calls the right play, and he's got to learn get down. Same thing with Mahomes, and I think Mahomes does that. He doesn't really take too many chances. I think he's he's destined for the Hall of Fame. That kid, he's something else. He is. He's, he's the just, face of the league right now. He really is. The he face is of the something league. else. And, he, and he's, he's got a Super Bowl in his second year as a starter, right? Is this only the second year? Yeah, because the first year he was behind Alex Smith, who went to the Redskins, mm. and then you know he gets hurt there, and and then he takes over, and uh, he should have beaten the Patriots if it wasn't for that defensive lineman going off sides on that third or fourth down play, um, which still you you question that game, and uh, Kansas City wins the Super Bowl against uh, who was that? Um, God, who did the Patriots beat two years ago in the Super Bowl? Uh, wasn't Atlanta. No, it was the Rams. The Rams, yeah. So I definitely think Kansas City would have won that game. And that would have been the rematch of that great Monday Night Football game. Mm. Probably one of the best Monday Night Football games ever, the yeah. Kansas City-Rams uh, game. And that's yeah. what I wanted. Instead, the Patriots go back, and that was the worst Super Bowl. I think it was like 10-3 to three or something, wasn't it? 13-7? It, yeah, was, it was 10 6 ter- It was terrible. I didn't watch it. Terrible. It. Didn't watch it. It was terrible. I, I, I was sick of the fucking Patriots. The Eagles didn't get in it. I know they could have beat the Rams. They beat the Rams that year, too. Yeah. The Eagles were like the Eagles nine, got the seven. Rams number. Yeah, they And we snuck in, and that was the game where, uh, you know, falls again in the playoffs, and um, the ball goes right through Alshon's hands oh, against the yeah, Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were banged up. We lost more players yeah. that game. Remember how many injuries did we this had? past year, too, yeah. Yeah, so, they got to figure out but that. So, yeah, there's a lot of good young players. That, uh, it's exciting to watch these guys. Yeah, so that... I think that's a pretty good list. Yeah. You know, um, Jackson, Mahomes, Saquon, definitely. I I don't know much about that Kyler Murray kid. I think he's going to have a better year this year. I don't think he's got the t- He's not. Oh, he's so small. But Wilson, definitely. Oh, one. my God. He's, but he's not he's, young. He's definitely. In. He's not a young. No, no, no. He, you know, but he's definitely. He is, I think, you know, now that uh, Brady, I think Brady's kind of down. Obviously, he's yeah. here close to the end in the beginning. But uh, Wilson is the man. He really, you know, when the Eagles played them in the playoffs, you know, as soon as they, you know, he steps on the field, oh, Christ, we're in trouble. What do you think about Cam Newton going to the Patriots? If he's healthy, I think it's a great move. So, I'm, you know, you know they're smart, so they, they must have uh, figured he, he's healthy enough. I got this take on it. So here's my take on it. I told Sue this. I said, she's like, because she knows Cam Newton just from his wild, <laughs> everything, you know. And he, 
And so my take on it is Belichick just works wonders, right? You think mm-hmm. about Randy Moss going there. Mm-hmm. He, he pulls that ego away right away. It's about team when you get mm-hmm. to the New England Patriots. Yeah. So he's either going to get cut in summer camp and not even make it out of summer camp because he won't go Belichick's way, or he's going to be this quiet superstar this year in the NFL that just has this super comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's only going to go one or two ways up there. I think it's going to. I think he's going to be humbled because of his injury, and people have counted him out. Uh, he's a great talent, has a great arm. He's not going to run much now because of his injury, and that's kind of how Belichick runs his offense. And I think he's going to do well. I actually like him because if you ever watch a, a Panthers game back in the day, every time he would score a touchdown, he would give a ball to a kid. Always has. I love that. And he, even away games, he finds a kid in the Panthers And he'll jersey. point to the kid and say, come on. I love that. I yeah. mean, what a good, you know, that's that's what it's about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't dislike Cam Newton. I'm just, you know, he's, you know, I've heard the stories about trying to buy the seat from the guy in the airline last year, and that turned me off on him a little bit. But there's so many good things that Cam Newton does, and he's, a, he's an exciting player. Um, he's, uh, and I just think that, and that offense, the whole thing is this COVID thing, and if whether or not they're going to have the time to put put in the work, and that's the question: Is he going to have the time to put in the work with Welker and and everyone mm-hmm. else? I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, and then there's that quarterback that they've told all along, Jared Stigman, whatever the hell his name is. Oh, that was smoke and mirrors there. Yeah. Uh, game seven, World Series. Who are you mm-hmm. giving the ball to? Who's who's your pitcher? Game seven of the World Series. Game seven. Who I want to have that ball? Ooh, well, you know I want to go with a Red Sox, but of course you, uh, do. you know if I go with a Red Sox, it's Pedro. That's um, a good one. But uh, if I'm gonna go the history of baseball, and I have if all my money's on it, I'm going Sandy Koufax. Really, Sandy Koufax. Oh, that's a good one. So, I thought about this one, right? I mean, obviously, because I came up with the question. Um, Sandy Koufax is a good one. I thought about Kurt Schilling because mm-hmm. he's big game. Such, big a, game guy. such a big game pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, at the height of their game, I'm taking Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad one because like, how many times has he done it? What, what was it? They won it in 2011, 13, no, 2010, 12, Three rings. He got three and played a key role in all. He won. And like he got some four, hits. And I think he won four games in that one series. And he came in relief and won like the last one after pitching the day before. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a good one. Randy jo- Randy Johnson did something similar when him and uh, Schilling beat the Yankees, and yeah. it was really those two against the Yankees. Yeah, it was those two against the Yankees. I always said, "Who give me some other pitchers that were on that team?" I don't really yeah. remember from no. Arizona. I remember the Korean reliever who kept giving up dingers to all the, the Yankees, and he lost like two of those games. Kim. Yeah, Young Young Kim. Yeah, like Yum Yum. He's good. He's out of here. But yeah, for me, yeah, Sandy, he's, yeah, out yeah, he's out of here. But uh, yeah, Sandy Koufax. I mean, you just hear so many stories. You know, like you know, I, I remember. Uh, but was he a big game pitcher? I mean, I know he was a great oh, pitcher. Yeah. But did he? Was he a playoff pitcher? Yeah, they they won World Series with with okay. him. You know, and then I remember a story that uh, Jim Cott, who before he injured his arm, was a big game pitcher too, and he'd always go against the top guy like Sandy Koufax, and he said it was like the Twins. What year was it? I forget. The Twins played the Dodgers in a World Series. Dodgers win it. And it's like a game seven or something like that. And he goes, I'm warming up, and I'm warming up. And 
you know, the, the other king's bullpen is like right next to ours, and I'm just hearing this sound that I never heard before. And then he looks over, he goes, it's Sandy Warner. And he didn't play very long, right? He Who? retired young. Yeah, he did because he had such shoulder injuries. Because okay, when he was first, his first six years, he was young and wild and he threw his arm out. Then his last six, somebody kind of taught him, like, hey, listen, you don't have to overthrow. Just stay within yourself. And that's when he had, like, the six most amazing years ever. Mm. But, yeah, he was a big game pitcher. I mean, pitcher. some great pitchers, right? I mean, I mean Whitey I, Ford was a big game pitcher for the Yankees all those years. Ron Guidry, I'm picking Yankees, and I hate the Yankees. You know, Louisiana yeah. Lightning was the freaking man. He was pretty Rivera, damn good, too. Although Rivera, you know, he had, that, he had a couple of meltdowns in game sevens. But, yeah. you know, the, the toughest thing for me when I thought about this, because there's, like, I love Greg Maddox, but, mm-hmm. I mean, how many t- chances did he get? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Here, here's another one from way back in the day. Catfish Hunter. Catfish. For dude. the A's and then later for the Yankees. He was the absolute man for the A's. Vita Blue. I thought about Vita Blue was great. I thought about Nolan Ryan, you know, but I was like, Nolan Ryan, game seven against the Phils. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many times did he even, you know, he did with the, uh, for the Mets, uh, Jim Palmer for the uh, Orioles. You know, he was a very good pitcher. You know, you think of any great team, they always had that, that clutch pitcher. Whitey Ford was, it's got to be way up there. Um, Roger Clemens, you know, he did his, his, his stuff. Clemens was great. There's so many good pitchers, but it's like, you know, that guy that you, like, at their heyday, you go, all right, game seven, big game, uh, I'm, giving him, I'm giving him the ball. Here's one that we've overlooked uh, from back in the 60s at Tim McCarver, Bob Gibson. I thought about him. Bob So Gibson. Bob Gibson, right, they always say that Bob Gibson was the last great pitcher with the mound lower yeah. until they raised the mound. Right. Bob no, Gibson, I thought they, they lowered the mound. It was up higher. Is that right? Yeah, they lowered it because oh. I, it was gave, it, it was given the pitcher. It was. Uh, I knew they, they changed lowered. something. They changed of Bob it in Gibson. sixty from sixty seven to sixty eight because his ERA was one point two one or something right. like that. And game, you talk about game sevens. He beat the Sox in game seven, and he won three games in that sixty seven World Series. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Bob Gibson, the Sox win that series. He was he was just dumb. He even had a home run in that series. Did he really? Yeah, he hit one off of Jim Lomberg, who was the Sox number one guy. Lomberg and Champagne. He later played for the Phillips. Yeah. But uh, Bob Gibson, they always say, hey, you want, want to win one game? Your life's on that line? I give it to Bob him. Gibson. So it was Bumgarner, uh, Schilling, and Bob Gibson, the mm-hmm. three I had thought about. I'm glad you brought him up. Bob Gibson, man, you know, you just see the video on him, and he, was a, he had a nasty demeanor. He, he, he wouldn't even talk to him. He would only talk to the other pitchers. He wouldn't even talk to hitters on his team just in case they got traded. And he'd hit you in a second. God, the 60s, man. You know, I, yeah. I didn't live there, but you watch the highlights, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what was the guy? Juan Marichal? Was Juan Marichal with that high kick. Ah, and kick. Well, he played for the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. And he had that high kick. And then didn't he have the, wasn't there a situation somebody went after him with a Yeah, bat? yeah. He was playing against the Dodgers. And um, so, he who was it? How did it go down? Uh, I think he hit somebody or something like that. And... You know, it was the catcher from the Dodgers ended up, you know, hitting him. I don't know. I forget how it happened. Um, so I guess Marichal hit somebody, and then he was pitching against uh, Sandy Koufax, who refused to oh, throw at him. He no wouldn't because he wasn't that type of guy. So the catcher for the Dodgers, so Marichal was up to bat. Catcher for the Dodgers was a guy named Rosenthal or Rosen whatever. And he called from the hit, and, and Sandy Koufax wouldn't do it. So this guy, when he was throwing it back to Sandy... On purpose, accidentally, if you will, 
hit this guy with his arm. And it's, it's, it hit Juan Marisol. So Juan Marisol's up the bat, went after the guy with a bat and hit him on Damn top close. of his head. Johnny Roseboro. Roseboro. And then they end up becoming friends. But, uh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, Giants. They, uh, August 22nd, 1965. Obviously, we don't remember that. But, yeah, the 60s had some great pitchers. So, yeah, Sandy Koufax, dynamic. Bob Gibson, a nasty son of a bitch. You know, you know that was back in the day. You know, Pedro, of course, I love Pedro. But uh, there's some really good good ones, you know. Jimmy Hunter, Catfish Hunter, man. What a clutch guy he was, too. So, we did the game seven. So, last drive, big game. Mm-hmm. Who was your quarterback? Snake. Really? Snake. Why? Because he's going to fumble the ball in the end zone? He's going to do whatever. <laughs> he might throw it to the sea of hands. He might do the holy roller. He might do. He's going to. As the radio said, sea of hands, man. The Heidi game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the Raiders were in all the games that had names, you know, and they won a lot of them. That's but the awesome. snake, as John Madden said, if I had one quarterback to pick to lead my team down the field in two minutes, the snake is my man. And he, he, and he was just that cool, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. You know, Joe Montana, terrific, you know? Like the, the one scene where he's like, you know, big Super Bowl, and he's like, is that John Candy? And, the, and they're like, what do you, we got to That's a John. great story. That's John Candy. Over there. Joe, we got to win That's a game. Great, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that pass he throws, I think, to John Taylor. John Taylor, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot. It's for it's me, Kenny Stable. Bengals, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I actually would go with Elway. Because he had a lot of a comeback. Elway had just such confidence, and he would just yeah. sit back there and pump, pump, yep, pump. Yep, yep. I mean, granted, you know, we've seen Brady do it so many damn sure, times. Sure, um, But I, I don't want to give that answer. Yeah. I love John Elway, because John Elway would throw that ball so hard, and he didn't have the greatest receivers, you know? He yeah. just he just made everybody believe in him, and he played in some horrible and, and he did it so well that they named one the drive. Against the Browns. That's right. They started at their own two and went all the way down in Cleveland. And that was after the dude fumbles the ball going into the end zone. No, that was the next year. Was it the next year? That was the next year. The Browns was going to beat them, and then uh, Ernest Biner fumbled. Two years in a row. Heartbreak city for the Browns. Yeah. They probably haven't There were some great teams, too, the Browns back in the days. Oh, they had a great defense. They had those two cornerbacks, Minifield and and the other guy. The quarterback from uh, the... Uh, Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar. Bernie Kosar. Uh, Golick's brother played on their team. Bob Golick was on their team. They had a nice defense, man. Yeah. That's some great, great teams. Minifield and Dixon were their corners. They were awesome. Who? Frank Minifield and something Dixon. Uh, I thought it was Winfield. No, Antoine Winfield, he played later. He played in the 90s for the uh, Buc- Vikings. Yeah, he played for the Vikings. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for me, it's a snake. But, I mean, it's a lot of good co- I mean, Joe Joe Montana. Didn't they have a good clock. safety, too, on that Browns team? Oh, I'm sure they did. Ellis? Was it a former Eagle, Ray Ellis? Maybe, yeah. But they had a great defense. They had a great defensive backfield. Yeah. They were, they were terrific. Remember Sam Rotigliano? He was their coach. Yeah, yeah, he was their coach when the quarter the quarterback was number seventeen. Who was what was his name? Brian Sight. Brian Sight. Yeah. Cardiac kids. Yeah. So my dad, I think you remember the guy, uh, Ben D. Francesco. You know my dad's assistant mm-hmm. coach. You know, you know what I mean. Mr. Like, D. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. D. So he was. I don't know why. It was the, somehow him and Sam Rotigliano were friends. Oh, good so idea. anytime the Cleveland Browns were in town, it was like back in the. So that was the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, you know, my dad, hey, you want to go to the game? And I was just like this little guy. We'd meet Sam Rotigliano after okay. the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They had a decent team in the very early 80s. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Very good. Good guy. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. What else we got here? What do you want to talk? Oh, we didn't get to our Mount Rushmore. Very. Uh, we okay. got to get to our overrated, underrated. So okay. let's do overrated, underrated. Okay. Since we just went through, who's going to get your last drive? So overrated, underrated NFL quarterbacks of all time, and uh, we can go back to <laughs> draft picks. Well, I mean, I, I guess they could be overrated if they well, were complete busts. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's just our feeling, you know, like overrated quarterback. I mean, I'll tell you one right off the top of my, okay. my head for overrated, and you could probably, great announcer, uh, but Bob Greasy. I, first of all, I hated the, the Dolphins in the 70s. <laughs> okay. I did, and I still think that that 17-0 team is one of the most overrated teams of all times. Wow. Yeah, I'm that's that's not tough a, to do to go undefeated. Yeah, sorry. I know it is. Uh, and actually, weren't, they weren't 17 and 0, were they? Yeah, I guess they were 17 and 0. Yeah, they were 17 and 0. Yeah. But I just, I every year when they celebrate when the last team in the NFL loses, I just it just bothers the shit out of me because I didn't yeah. think they were that good. No. They won all their games. I get it. I get it. Okay. You know? But yeah, I was never a big Brian Greasy fan. Okay. Uh, they ran the ball a lot. I, I just think he was overrated. For me, overrated. He's probably in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. Who's that? Is Greasy? In Greasy? The Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think he might. Be. Oh shit! I can't put a Hall of Famer. Oh, go with it. Go with it. <laughs> it's just go my own personal. It. Okay, for mine, overrated, and you know, I, I'm gonna go, go against the enemy here. Overrated, Danny White from the Cowboys. Now he was good. He was solid. He was on some winning teams, but he inherited First of all, Roger yeah. Staubach's yeah. team, and you know, Shula, uh, not Shula, Landry had a system. And he was plugging and playing with dudes, and he was putting up numbers, and they had great receivers. They had a great line. They had a great, great average. Great running back, Tony Dorsett. Yeah, Tony yeah, Dorsett. yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to see if he was even rated that high, but I think he was kind of overrated because they just had – you talk, they had a system. They talk about systems now. Yeah. They had a system. Now, Roger Staubach was the man. He was. You know, he, you could have put him on any team. He was going to win. But, I mean, then along comes Danny White, and they continue to win – but it was more of everybody else. It right. wasn't him. So I would say he was overrated. Now, underrated quarterbacks, I'll, I'll go with a couple guys who, I don't know if you'd say they're underrated, but they're not in the Hall of Fame. They've won some Super Bowls. Jim Plunkett won two Super Bowls, was a Heisman Trophy winner, to- start off awful with the Patriots. Why he's not in the Hall of Fame, I don't know. He did very well when he came back. Jim Plunkett's in the Hall of Fame. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Really? He is not in the Hall of Fame. Two Super Bowls, not in the Hall of Fame. Um, 80 and 83. 80 and 83. Um, uh, it's hard to believe he was still starting in 83, by the way. Oh, he still He won the Heisman in 1972, right? 1970. Stanford? 1970. Stanford, yeah, right? Stanford, yeah. He had a big arm. He had yeah. a big arm. Uh, another guy, uh, Burt Jones, underrated for the Colts. Oh. Remember him? Yeah. He, great Colts teams, but they, they just Jesus, he ran man. into some really good Raider teams, Steeler teams, Broncos teams. And, you know, they had some decent players like Lido Mitchell. Lido that Mitchell, Penn Carr, that wide receiver who was Lido really Mitchell, fast. by the way, was a running back with Franco Harris at the same time at Penn yeah, State. Yeah, Franco was the fullback. Hard to believe, but he was the fullback. Jesus, man. But they're, they're, they're kind Who's of... Who's the tight end? They had a great tight end. Who? For the Colts. They had great Chester. Uh, Raymond Chester. Raymond Chester, yeah. Raymond Chester. God, Good there was some great... That was before they moved. 
Yes, they were in Baltimore. They had a good team. They had a good defense. They're playing. They have that dart on the field. Remember? Because they they had a baseball team. That's what it was. Memorial Field. Same thing with the Raiders. Where that's what the A's played. They always had yeah, the dirt in the field. Still so. until this past year. Until this past year. So yeah. So yeah. That going way back. Going way back. So that's your underrated, huh? Yeah, those two. Yeah. All right. Believe it or not, I can't, I guess I got to find somebody. I was I was saying my underrated was Terry Bradshaw, just because he was a winner, dude. But he was in the Hall of Fame, so I got to find somebody else now. Yeah. Um, Jesus, I'm big on. And it's like, I know you've said, everybody says we go 70s, 80s. Yeah, that's, and when, everything. Yeah, that's when we grew up. Yeah, it is. It's when we grew up, you know? Right. Uh, and he's in the Hall of Fame, too. I can't go with that either. Jesus. All my underrated guys are in the Hall of Fame. Like Warren Moon, to me. He Warren just, Moon, yeah, he was underrated. Just, God, he just always kept his teams in the game. Yeah. And he was great on Mike. God. Yeah, he was underrated to me. He had a great career. Yeah, I mean, they didn't draft him. He had to go to Canada to, to begin five with. Five years he played up in Canada. And they won five great cups. <laughs> yeah. And then he comes down here and he's kicking ass and he just was on teams that just couldn't get over the hump. It wasn't his fault. He just, he did his thing. He was he was good. He's in the Hall of Fame. He is in the Hall of Fame. All right. Uh, so here's another guy underrated that, uh, again, from the 70s, Kenny Anderson from the, uh, oh, the Bengals. Bengals. He was Bengals. always yeah, right was there, great. man. He was always right there. Again, same thing. They couldn't get past the Steelers or the Raiders or the Dolphins, you know. But, you know, and, you know, the Colts were, and the Colts, the Bengals were some, like, little team that, the little team that could. And Kenny Anderson was right there. God, he played, remember, they played the Chargers in that cold-ass game, mm-hmm. and that was the best team. Dan Fouts and that Chargers team. And the week before, the Chargers had beat Miami in that classic that game. That classic game where they had Down to carry Calvin Winslow yeah, off the field. Yeah, and then they go from that to playing in Cincinnati, and it was like the ice below. bowl too. Yeah. 16 below, and it was the worst thing that could happen to that great Chargers team. Yeah. And it sucked because then the Bengals went on and played a good Super Bowl. That was a great Super Bowl. Yeah. That goal line stand the Niners had. Yep, and that's yeah. it. It's like, and uh, Collinsworth was on that team. Collinsworth was on that team, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I don't know. I came up small on the overrated, underrated there. Um, <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. We'll we'll revisit that one. All right. I got to do a little research before I just okay. shoot from there. So again, we didn't do any prep on this one, but let's go Mount Rushmore. Okay. Let's go. Uh, you already named one of them, but uh, I don't know if he makes the Mount Rushmore. But Pack. Ten football. Pac Ten football. Ooh, I mean, it's going to be heavy on USC guys. All those Heisman's they got out there for Mount Rushmore. All right. Well, I, I got to go with my man Marcus Allen. And he's, he's awesome. He's definitely. He's, Marcus he's definitely. Um, probably he's definitely the best USC running back. I think. Yeah. He well, they they had great. OJ was terrific. I don't know if I'm going to put OJ up there after what he did. <laughs> Bastard OJ. Damn you, I had your poster, man. Uh, Mike Garrett was awfully good. Charles White was awfully good. But, I mean, as far as... I love as, Charles White. Charles White was awesome. But Penn uh, State, by the way, shut him down in the ball game. No, they should. That was Marcus Allen they shut down. No, they shut down Charles White, too. What, what ball game was that? I don't know. But they the 82 Fiesta Bowl, they played against USC and shut down uh, Marcus. Marcus Allen. Yeah. So, I guess Charles White might have been on that team. Though. Yeah. But uh, Marcus was tremendous. I, I want to try to spread out that. By the way, there's there's on your Mount Rushmore too, uh, McKay. John, yeah, we're going John coaches McKay. too. Yeah, you gotta go coaches. Oh too. well, then John McKay has to be up. There we gotta go four coaches. All right, but uh, so let's so, go players first. So okay, so Marcus. Allen. Let's agree on this. So Marcus Allen, we both agree on Marcus. He was unbelievable. Oh my God, so many. How about here's here's somebody I'm gonna not go running backer, Anthony Munoz. 
Oh, another USC guy. Tackle. Yeah, unbelievable. How about didn't uh, UCLA have a great safety back in the day? Kenny Easley. Kenny Easley played for Seattle Seahawks. He was great. He too. was great. Now Ronnie five USC. <laughs> and they had but Joey Browner. Joey they had Browner. Dennis Watson. Jeff Fisher was also on that team, but he wasn't you know like those guys. Uh, my God, there's so you know what, though, I do many agree with good boys. But it's got to be. You know, you think about because uh, it, great, like Charles White was, and then the the, I, the guy that was um, on the team that lost to Texas, um, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, yeah, he was good. Matt Liner was awfully good. Those two are Heisman Trophy winners yeah. too. Uh, Carson Palmer, he was a Heisman Trophy. There were so many USC great oh, ball players. So then you go Stanford. You got John Elway. You got Jim Plunkett. Awfully freaking good ball players there yeah. too, and then you got. Our, I wouldn't. Our, Elway wasn't as great in college though. No, he he was good. Because um, uh, you know Plunkett won the Heisman. He was he was tremendous. Yeah. How about our tight end Ertz? He was a Stanford guy. Yeah. Stanford guy. Um, wasn't uh, what's his name the coach there then? Uh, Harbaugh. Harbaugh was his oh, coach. Yeah. Harbaugh yeah. Was, was his coach, and then and the guy they got now he he followed up with. I that. think that was his coach. I, I think so too. I'm yeah. Pretty sure so too. Um, Oregon player. How about Oregon players? You know, I, I, you know, who is it? Mar, Marcus Mariota. I don't think he's as great as that. He's a great uh, college quarterback, though. Great, but I don't know if he, he's better than any of those USC Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, OJ yeah. was OJ could possibly be one of the greatest college players ever. So uh, maybe he I'll was a great college football player, but he got suspended, um, and then played for the Patriots, played for the Eagles the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, the big running back, twenty-seven for the Eagles. Uh, Say his last name was Brown. Jeez, why am I? played on the Eagles when they won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Garrett Blunt, Blunt, Garrett Blunt. He's from USC. No, Oregon. Oh, he's an Oregon guy. Yeah, he was in Oregon. He's the guy that punched. They lose to Boise State on national television, and he punches the guy. That was Garrett Blunt. That was I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember that story. No, I didn't know that was Garrett. Yeah, it was during Chip Kelly years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And Garrett um, Blunt just holes off. The, it was the very first game of the season. Was it a player or was it a fan? It was a, it was a player. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was in his face. And Garrett Blunt just holes off and hits Get him. Out. On no, national TV. It was an ESPN game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I think it was that. Boise State they played. And they lost. Oregon okay. lost at the last second. And uh, he just punches the guy right yeah, in the Well, face. maybe we'll put him on the mountain. No. <laughs> uh, OJ was a great. He was a great, great player. OJ has to be on there. I'm he sorry because was great. Because college he was, wise, he was amazing. He was well, he's amazing in the pros too. But he was amazing in college. Was, was Anthony a, Munoz that great in college? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he was, he was great pro. He was good. The reason that Charles White and uh, Marcus won it is they were running behind him. So he um, was tremendous. So we got Marcus Allen, Anthony Munoz, Ronnie Lott, OJ Simpson. All USC. Uh, well, they they dominate the the. the but we had. The I mean, it, that that sounds like a pretty good Mount Rushmore, though. You know, and then you, if you want to put up somebody else, you could put up. Well, Jim we Plunkett. we about. We had so many quarterbacks. You could Jim put Plunkett. Jim Plunkett there. You know, yeah. he was uh he was tremendous as well. He was. You know? and, I mean, I I like the Matt Liner um, and Carson Palmer, both great. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were some other good ones. Who was the one that went to the Rams? Ended up being their uh, athletic director out there. Uh, Pat Hayden. Pat Hayden. Pat Hayden was good too. It was good. They had they had so much talent, yeah. you know. Yep. So much talent. All right, so coaches. Pac-10 Pac-10, coaches. Well, you got to go with John McKay. John McKay. John yeah. Robinson. 
John Robinson. John Robinson followed him, and that's where all those guys, you know, play. You know, John McKay coached OJ and Mike Garrett. But, How the hell did uh, I forget about John Robinson? John Robinson, such a great coach in the eighties. Good friends with John Madden, his buddy, right? Yeah. And he coached Anthony Munoz. So he had great teams out there. Um, other great, uh, you know, Pac-10 coaches. Ooh, um, who who's a guy? Uh, what's his name? Who coached UCLA for a long, long time? And he, he when he was coaching, they were beating uh, USC. Um, he became an announcer later too. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yep. Oh shit! That is going to bother the hell out of me. He was a really we're good cheat, man. We're gonna. We're he gonna was like, yeah, he was like in the '80s into the early '90s. He was a very good coach. Um, good, good lord. Who else? Uh, then the Washington coach who uh, who coached. We, we mentioned uh, Washington players. Um, you know, Derek Harvey went out. And oh, by the way, Dick Vermeil, Terry Donahue is who you're thinking. Terry Donahue is exactly. I know that's who you're thinking of. Terry Donahue is exactly. He was a great coach, and he was a good announcer too. And then Don James, who coached Washington, the Huskies. He could took the Huskies. Oh yeah. He was tremendous. So how about Arizona? Arizona they had State. good coaches too. Uh, they had great, you know, but they were sustained. It seemed like they were good for two or three years. Who's the guy uh, that was a, a quarterback out there that was really good? I like that quarterback. Uh, for Arizona State. Um, he was a coach, he was a quarterback. Jake Plummer. Jake the Snake. Yeah, that's Jake a good one, man. But, uh, yeah, for th- that has to be the Mount Rushmore for you. John McKay, John Ro- Robinson, Don James, and uh, Terry Donahue. Terry, Terry Donahue was good when he was out I there. I like that Don James. I mean, Jesus, what he did at Washington? Yeah. I mean, I mean they won some Rose Bowls. Yes, they did. <laughs> Yes, they did. And, and he, they were during good times. Like, you know, it was when the Pac-10 was in their heyday. You right. Know? I mean, he would surprise John Robinson and those guys. But who was the guy that had the when? No. How are we leaving him out? Seattle's coach. Who? Oh, uh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Okay. We can I mean, Pete Carroll. Jesus Christ. Pete Carroll resurrected that freaking yeah, program. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, UC, USC was done. Pete Carroll came right, out there. So I, 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 if I'm going to bump somebody, I'd uh, bump Terry Donahue. Because yeah, he was I, good, I but I mean, uh, Don James did a tremendous job. So, but Pete Carroll, he did, he did, you know, he did. And he had tremendous talent. And they were, they were dominant. They really were dominant. It's good stuff. So, yeah. All right. That's what I got for today. Okay. Um, we'll save some of these questions for the next time. Any quick one-hitters you want to do real quick? Anything real fast? Uh, what are you binge watching these days? What, what? Nothing. I, don't, uh, I, just I can't some cable. Out. I found this thing. It's awesome. It's called Mod Pro or Mod. Mod I don't know what that one is, uh, but they literally have channels on there that are dedicated to, like, first of all, you go to movies and it's like all DC movies, uh, all Marvel movies, um, oh, really? American Pie, and they just run these movies all day. Every American Pie movie, every mafia movie, and oh, it's really? like. Dedicated channels to you name it, right? So then I went, I found this one today, and it's like all dedicated to TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you go down Cheers, you know, Beavis and Butthead, whatever. All of a sudden, I get down a little further. Sopranos, The Wire, and they just run the series, nice, dude. Nice. Just, so it sucks because you, you catch it in the middle, but somehow it's just running all day long. And I'm the like, Wire, I, I may have to re binge watch The Wire. It's oh been a little while God. since I'm, my man, so Omar. The man. So that's it. What are you, so what are you watching? You 
I just kind of watch, you know, I watch a lot of History and Biography channel. Yeah, I, yeah. I watch the History Channel a lot. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm big on um, Pawn, Pawn Stars and, uh, okay. yeah, and American yeah. Pickers. Because what I like about both of those shows is even when somebody comes in the pawn, the pawn shop and they're bringing some, they do a great job of giving you the history of the product or whatever it is they bring in there. And then, uh, Do you know which one do you watch? The one that the guys are in Vegas? No, do you ever watch the one? I watch the Vegas one. Do you ever yeah. watch the guy who is in Detroit? I have seen that one too. It's called Pawn... Uh, and then they're like on the 8 Mile or whatever it's something called. Something Pawn, that's called. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's the family. It's like him, his son. Yeah. All right. So anyway, it's a good show. Yeah. Wrap it up. So this is episode 11 in the books. Yeah. And then uh, we'll get back at it. Sounds good. And uh, we've got to get some more guests on here. We will. Bring we back will. Johnny. Great bring guest. Him, yeah, we'll bring Johnny back. Uh, Vags. Good guest. Yeah. Dougie. If we can yeah. curtail his stories a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy. He, he expands on some of the crazy things. Mm. <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely bring on T again, Tony. Yeah. Because you haven't yeah. met Tony in person. No, no. no I want to, I, yeah, I want to taste some of these homemade beer. beers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Definitely. All right. Uh, until episode 12. We'll see you. Sounds good.